So this is the season of Joseph. It seldom happens that we, that, that we actually have all our Joseph pieces in a row week after week. But this year we're actually looking at Joseph's contribution to our faith. We follow Joseph from hearing that his fiance was going to have a baby not by his seed, but as the angel said, but by the Holy Spirit. And as iffy as he may have been, Joseph's a good man, and he believes that this is what God wants. And so instead of quietly separating from her later, he stays by her side and raises Jesus as his own. And so it comes to him in the dream that Herod, the ruler of Israel and Judea, this ruler is out to destroy Jesus because the earth took a collective gasp when Jesus was born and knew that behold, I am doing something new had broken into the earth. And so Joseph gets up, hacks up his family, in the middle of the night, they flee into Egypt. They fled for their lives. Which made me stop and think about what it means to flee. We get stuck on poor Jesus. There was no room in the inn, and he was born in a manger, but we know that there was clean straw in the, in the trough, and that it was warm, and it was dry, and they were in safe surroundings. And yet we, our hearts break at the thought that there was no room in the inn for Jesus. I think probably we should be feeling badly that there was no room in the inn for Mary, but maybe that comes from my perspective. Jesus knew no difference, born into a manger. And if that wasn't bad enough, then the whole family needs to pick up and flee to another country for their safety. Right now, in the world, we have over 80 million refugees and displaced persons. About half of these people, about 40 million of these people, are in such dire circumstances that they have had to flee their own countries to other places. Another 40 million have been disrupted where they are and need to go somewhere else, whether it's from floods, tornadoes, hurricanes, civil wars, whatever is going on, these people are no longer safe in their homes, and they need to get up and flee. This is Jesus's beginning. It is not an auspicious kingdom that's being handed to Jesus at his birth. Other than the fact that some 
Wise men come in with gold and frankincense and myrrh. And myrrh, by the way, is to anoint you for death. So it's sort of a mixed message here. But these are the gifts that are given. And then Joseph has to pack them up and flee for their lives. And then when he hears that King Herod and hears in the dream it's safe to go back, when he crosses over from Egypt into the land of Judea, remember Israel's split into two kingdoms, kingdom of Israel to the north, kingdom of Judea to the south. And they cross into from Egypt into Judea, and they hear that Archelaus, Herod's son, is the one who's in charge. And Joseph doesn't trust him to be any better than his father. And so instead of settling there near Jerusalem in Bethlehem, they go all the way north, up to the northwest side of the Sea of Galilee, about as far north in Israel as you can get. Not only crossing over into the kingdom of Israel, but they kept going until they landed in Nazareth, where Jesus, where Joseph felt that he could set down roots and raise his family, and they could be safe. Now, this is something we don't think about very often, what it would be like to be forcibly resettled from your homes. Whether it's through act of war or act of nature, what it would mean to be uprooted. Our lives are pretty steady, pretty safe. I know we have our struggles, but we get through okay. I know the heating bills have not hit us yet, but they will. And we know we're going to struggle with that. And the people in our midst are going to struggle with it, but we're going to find a way to help. We're going to find a way to be there for each other. We're going to find a way to be community so that people can be lifted up and made whole. We know that regularly there's food insecurity in our community, so we found ways to come together to feed each other, to take care of each other, to help people get through. And the good news there is during the height of the pandemic, when it first began, we had over five or close to 500 families that were, we were feeding on a monthly basis. Now it's running between 200 and 250, about half or maybe a little bit less than we were then. So folks in our communities are feeling a little bit more secure, but we know there's still heartache and struggle out there in our midst. And yet we come together to support each other with six AA meetings in our building, with, with youth programs in our building, things that we do to build up this community, to reach out and touch each other. And yet we know that there are people right now in this world who've had to leave their homes in the United States for whatever reason, whether it's the California or the Colorado fires, whether it's the tornadoes in the Midwest, no matter what is going on, there are people who've had to up and flee and perhaps have lost everything they ever had. 
except we hope their hearts and their faith. And we also know that people all around the world, whether it's South Sudan, whether it's Venezuela, no matter where people are, whether they're coming from Afghanistan to a place of safety, we know that there are refugees who must emigrate from their, home, their homes and their countries. And it's hard to struggle with how do we even understand it and understand the conflicts, let alone help. It's a struggle and it's hard. So sometimes if we take small pieces of it, we can make a difference. There is work being done in our area for refugee settlement. As they're organizing that, we will be asked to reach out and help. Whether we will collect some of the items these families need, whether we offer some financial support to these families, no matter what it is, we have got ways to be able to reach out into the broader community so that we might be able to be a little bit of that light that Christ asks us to shine. Our Youth and Pilgrim Fellowship will be building beds with Sleep in Heavenly Peace is the name of the organization. They're a national organization. We have um, one branch of it right here in, um, in Acton. And the idea, it's like a habitat build for beds so that no child has to sleep on the floor. And so they partner with DSS and local police departments to respond where they see need in people's homes. And right now, Sleep in Heavenly Peace has been asked to prepare 500 beds for the children of Afghanistan refugees who will be settling in the Worcester area. So on the 22nd of January, our young people, and we will have room to open it up to more, providing we can raise the funds, but we raised $200 a bed, which buys a brand new mattress and all the wood and all the materials, and we will go and build these beds so that we can help the children, the least of those amongst our refugees. It doesn't solve all the world's problems. No single thing that we does solves all the world's problems. But we know in our outreach committee, when they have the alternative Christmas market, we are invited to help with Church World Service and the Lowell Transitional Living Center and the other wonderful organizations that touch people's hearts. We know that we make a little bit of difference. And so I don't want us to be discouraged going into this new year because Jesus says, Behold, I will make all things new. 
So I invite us into that newness, into that hope, into that vision for a future where all things are made new and made right. And so as we do our little pieces, as we take those steps one by one toward building that community, that city on a hill, that light, that beacon for the world, that slowly things will change. Jesus says that he will guide us. He will give us a path. The gate is narrow, but when we enter through that narrow gate, all sorts of amazing things can happen. So as we go forth, reminded from Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, how he talks about how the grace is poured upon us. About how we have forgiveness for our sins through Jesus Christ. And that we are born for God's good pleasure. And let us fulfill what we are called to be. Let us fulfill our purpose that we might be a light for the world, let us be, that be our resolution, to be the light of hope, the light of love, offering mercy and forgiveness as we are abounded by God's grace. May that grace flow through us into the world through the light of Christ.